0: Welcome to season four of the Lighting Your Way podcast. This season, we will hear from all types of guests who share their experiences, their insights, and their personal stories. During the last two years, vaccines, mostly the COVID-19 vaccine, have been widely the topic of discussion. But for people 50 years and older, the shingles vaccine should be on your to-do list. In this episode, we talk with Brianna Coglin, doctor of pharmacy at a large medical center in Philadelphia, about shingles and about the vaccine that is highly effective at preventing a rather nasty illness. Brianna, welcome to the podcast. It's good to have you.
1: Hi, Betty. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, I am um, happy to have you on Uh, The episode because this episode is about shingles, which I think is a funny term for a really awful (laughs) diagnosis. So why don't we start with, I'm going to start with an easy starter question. What is shingles?
1: So shingles is essentially the reactivation of a viral infection, and it leads to this very painful rash. The typical clinical course of shingle is about seven to ten days over which the blisters will scab and eventually clear within two to four weeks. Mm. Most people who get shingles they describe it as like an acute pain, sometimes it can be called like throbbing or aching. Mm. It can occur anywhere in your body though it's most commonly found along one side of the waistline in like a cluster mm. although it is not life threatening it can be very painful
0: oh yeah i mean i I've heard a couple of friends and, and colleagues have gotten shingles. Some uh, have had lasting effects of it. Right. And um, why is it, do they call it shingles just because it's it, like a shingle on a roof? What, what's <laughs> I'm just curious. You
1: know, <laughs> you know, I'm not actually sure why or how they came up with the name, but yeah, that would yeah. be a good guess.
0: Yeah. Is there, is there a, an official name of it?
1: So, Shingles is caused by the varicella zoster virus, or VZV, uh, which is the virus that causes chickenpox.
0: Um, okay.
1: So, you will not get chickenpox unless, or you will not get shingles unless you have had chickenpox in the past. Hmm. Um, After you have chickenpox and your body recovers and everything, the virus actually moves to the nerve endings inside of your body. And while it's there, it lies dormant or it goes to sleep. Um, The virus is always in your body, though, and if the virus wakes up, boom, you get shingles. It's it's estimated that over ninety nine percent of people fifty years of age or older have the virus living inside of them, and this can result in shingles and will result in shingles in about one of every three adults. Wow,
0: wow. Okay, I gotta come clean. I am one of those adults that I need to get the vaccine. But you know, I've been so. Yes. And I've been so busy getting other vaccines that I, <laughs> I have to put this on my list. So I, I will come out as a, not a person who needs the shingles vaccine and I will promise, promise, promise to get it. But who's at risk for forgetting shingles? I mean, who, I guess everybody in that scenario. Yeah,
1: so- Obviously if you've had chickenpox in the past you're you're at risk for developing shingles. Yeah. However, the greatest risk factor for the average healthy layperson is increased age. And that's basically just because your immune system naturally weakens uh-huh. right. as you age, which will inevitably lead to the virus reactivating. Well, There's what's interesting
0: also... What's interesting is okay. you said that you we so if you've had chickenpox you're carrying this vi- this dormant virus around your body and then something mm-hmm. kicks it off. Mm hmm. Wow. OK.
1: Yeah. They, yeah. In, in addition to just the average layperson, patients with naturally weakened immune systems like those living with some cancers, um, if you have human immunodeficiency virus or HIV or if you're taking active medications that suppress the immune system, like if you've had uh, an organ transplant, uh, these patients are also at an elevated risk. Uh,
0: OK. All right. So so we know what shingles is. And we know that we can prevent it, right, with the vaccine. So let's let's talk mm-hmm. about the shingles vaccine. I was, um, as I shared with you before, I was watching TV last week and a commercial came on about the Shingrix vaccine. Um, and my understanding is that the vaccine is the only way to protect against shingles. Is that true?
1: Yes, that is correct. It is the only preventative treatment that we have. If you happen to get shingles prior to getting the vaccine, which obviously with this podcast we're hoping to avoid, uh, you can be treated with some antiviral medications. But as you age, it's really important to try to pay attention to the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, as well as routine follow-up with your primary care doctor and your pharmacy, all of which will be able to guide you to the specific immunizations you need for preventable diseases, as well as the timelines on when to receive them.
0: All right, wait a minute. So you're telling me that the pharmacy and or my doctor should have been telling me about this? I just want to go on record that no one has told so, me about this.
1: <laughs> so at the pharmacies, the local retail pharmacies that I have worked at um, throughout my pharmacy career, yeah, when our patients turned 50, we typically would send home flyers in their prescription bags about the Shingrix vaccine. Oh. Okay. so you might be throwing those papers out.
0: (laughs) Well, and it also might be a long time since 50. So, (laughs) So, all right, I stand corrected. Um, So so like a lot of vaccines, we've been hearing a flu vaccine, COVID vaccine. I mean, how well does the vaccine, the Shingrix, the Shingrix vaccine work?
1: So let me just give you some historical perspective. So prior to the development of the Shingrix vaccine, there was actually another shingles vaccination, and that was called Zostavax. So Zostavax was a live vaccine, meaning that it was made from a weakened form of the virus, and Hmm. because of that, it was it was contraindicated for those with a naturally weakened immune system.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But I think I I think I remember that, right? That was yeah, yeah. This was. It was a couple, it it was um, approved in the mid to early, like 2010s. Yeah,
0: Um, okay, got it.
1: It was effective against shingles, but it had drastically uh, decreased efficacy as patients aged, and it also Mm. had really nasty side effects.
0: Mm.
1: So from there, the Shingrix vaccine was kind of born, and Shingrix, in comparison, is an inactivated vaccine, and it was proven to be more efficacious than Zostefax and more Mm. tolerable so much so that the CDC actually officially discontinued Zostavax in 2020 uh, and now f- formally recommends Shingrix, if indicated, if you haven't been vaccinated against shingles or if you have received Zostavax in the past.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So so it, it sounds like it, there is only one on the market. Who, who's Do you know who makes it? I'm just curious.
1: I want to say Glasgow Smith-Klein. So to give you some statistics on the Shingrix vaccine, in adults aged 50 to 69 years of age with healthy immune system, Shingrix was 97% affected in preventing shingles.
0: Oh, wow. That's and pretty good. Adults- pretty good odds. Yeah.
1: Yeah, pretty good. Adults older than 70 years of age, shingrix was 91% effective.
0: Still pretty good. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And then regarding post neuralgia, which is the condition that affects nerve fibers in the skin, which causes that like long-term burning pain, Uh, um, which is the most common complication of shingles. So uh, when they looked at the stats regarding PHN, in adults 50 years of age and older, Shingrix was 91% effective. Okay. And then in adults 70 years and older, it was 89% effective in presenting PHN.
0: Wow. And that's post-herpetic neuralgia. Correct. Okay. Well, you know, that's above 90% is pretty darn good, I think. Right. I mean, that's kind of where the COVID vaccine was coming in, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's excellent odds. It's probably why it's so highly publicized and on your TV all the time, buddy. <laughs> right,
0: right, right. Okay. So so <laughs> the CDC is recommending adults 50 years and older. But like, what? I think I've heard that it's two courses, right? Like, how does it work? How do... You can get it at the yeah. pharmacy, obviously, right?
1: Yeah. So it's a two-dose series. What we'll call the first month, month zero. Um, so you get that first shot. It's an intramuscular injection. The pharmacist or the nurse at so your primary care provider will give you a shot in your deltoid muscle. Mm-hmm. And then anywhere. Hold on.
0: The deltoid sec- muscle is the sh- the arm, upper arm.
1: The upper arm. Yeah. This is the
0: nurse talking. You're the pharmacist. So continue. <laughs>
1: After the zero month, from two to six months after that, you can receive your second dose of your vaccine. Okay. So
0: so why the spacing out? Like what's the, is, is there more efficacy? What What's the reason for the spacing out?
1: It's likely due to the fact that they just want your immune system to be able to recuperate um, and build the, pro- mount the proper immune response. Okay. It's Also likely yeah. what the clinical trials studied and what they found to be the most efficacious and safe for our patients.
0: Okay, so so once you get it, so if you get it over, they're recommending fifty or older. How often do you need to get the vaccine? Like how long does it last?
1: Uh, as of right now, there's no indication for booster shots. Oh, um, later on, I'm sure they're doing some clinical trials to see whether or not that will still hmm. hold true. Wow! But as of right now, there are none.
0: So if I were to have gotten it at 50, which I didn't, uh, then I, you don't have to get another one. That's pretty, that's a pretty good deal.
1: Yeah. Just the two dose series and oh. then you you should be good. Okay. Wow. Um, so as I
0: mentioned in our, in the intro, like there's been a lot of talk about vaccines, right? There's the flu vaccine, COVID-19 shingles, you know, how do you, how does a regular patient like what's the most important one in your opinion to get, if I had none, right? Like we're, we're recording this in November. So, you know, the flu vaccine is kind of looming out there. It's they're encouraging folks to get it, but then you have COVID-19 and then you have shingles. So if you were trying to schedule, which would you recommend scheduling first?
1: I that's a tough question. You know, I wouldn't say that one vaccine is more important than the others. And I also understand, especially in the last several years, the public perception of vaccine burnout. Yeah. Um, I think the most common factors to consider are your own past medical history, as well as the people that you surround yourself with. Okay. The flu vaccine is an annual shot, as, and it appears as though the COVID vaccination boosters may also fall into the realm of annual vaccines. Mm -hmm. So I think just kind of accepting that the flu and the COVID shots are not only an effort to protect yourself, but also the people around you as they spread via respiratory droplets. Okay. Um, The shingles vaccine in comparison is more so a protection of yourself. Um, It is possible to transmit the shingles virus through direct contact with the fluid from the rash and the blisters Mm. if you've never had chickenpox or if you've never received the chickenpox vaccine. If someone does get infected, they will develop chickenpox, though not shingles, and they oh. could develop shingles later in life.
0: Wow. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I listen the 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 folks that I know who have had it really it it is not a good uh, thing to get. So that's why we're talking mm-hmm. about this. So and, yeah. Um. So now, um, at any vaccine, I think it's fair to say you do typically have some side effect, even if it's just a sore arm, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I know when I've got my flu vaccine, I get a sore arm. Same thing with the COVID-19. Are, are there any side effects from the shingles vaccine that you want to talk about?
1: You know, there aren't a lot of interesting side effects, kind of as you alluded to. Um, it's a safe vaccination. It just kind of allows your body to mount an appropriate immune response against shingles. Most people will develop a sore arm and maybe like mild or moderate pain. Some people could have redness or swelling where they receive the shot. Um, you might feel a little bit more achy, a little bit more tired. Maybe maybe have a, a slight fever. Okay. Um, it can knock you down a couple of days. I know when my mom received, I think the second shot. You know, she was she was kind of exhausted later that night, but then the next day she felt completely fine. Okay. Um. It is acceptable to take some over-the-counter med- medications if necessary, like ibuprofen or acetaminophen, if you have some of those side effects. Okay. All right.
0: So, so it's not. It's just treating the symptoms. I mean, it's not anything, the, the normal, the normal side effects that we've seen, right? Achiness, fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Correct. And they they are, would... they are short-lived.
1: Yes. What you would anticipate after receiving a shot is probably what will happen.
0: Okay. Right. Right. If you think it, it will happen.
1: Um, (laughs) Brianna, are are there
0: any folks who should not get the vaccine?
1: So you shouldn't get the vaccine if you've had a severe allergic reaction to any component in the vaccine, or if you had a severe allergic reaction, you know, after your initial dose of the Shingrix shot. If you currently have shingles, you should not get the vaccine. Uh, If you are currently pregnant, you should wait to get Shingrix. Okay. if you have a minor illness such as a cold, um, you can get Shingrix. But if you you know have a little bit more of a severe illness with or without a fever, you should probably wait until you recover before receiving the vaccine.
0: Hmm. Right, and that's for either shot, right? For the so if if I got the first dose, um, and then you're saying it's four four weeks after that that the um, second dose should happen.
1: Yeah, the booster is two to six months after.
0: Oh wow. Two, so first shot, then two to six months after. Wow. Correct. Okay, so even if I'm got a cold, then you know you got two to six months to figure it out, right? So
1: yeah, you have a decent amount of time for sure. That's kind of that's kind of the nice part about it, um, right. especially with the the COVID vaccines. It, especially the first few doses, it was very regimented on when you needed to receive the second shot. With this, right. you have a little bit more leeway, which is right. nice.
0: Okay, um, and is the the shingles vaccine? I want to say readily available. I mean, I I'm assuming it's available in far in retail pharmacies <laughs> and in maybe uh, see the doctor's office. I don't know if my doctor's office even offered it to me. If they haven't, I'm gonna bet they didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, your your friendly neighborhood pharmacy will absolutely have the shingles vaccine. Okay. Um, So that's probably your best bet to go. I I can't speak as as well with primary care providers, but I think if you if they don't carry it on hand all the time, I think if you inquired about it, they should be able to find a way to get it.
0: Okay. And uh, is there any cost to it? I mean, is it typically covered under insurance plans?
1: Uh, Many private health insurance plans will cover the vaccine, but there might be a cost to you depending on your plan. Hmm. Medicare Part D plans cover the shingles vaccine. But again, there, there may or may not be a cost or a copay Medicare part B as in boy does not cover the shingles vaccine. And then Medicaid is kind of a hit or miss as well. It may or may not Uh. cover, but you should just contact your insurer in general, just to find out how much the cost will be to you.
0: See, that doesn't make any sense to me, right? Like it's a vaccine to prevent a, a worse, uh, illness. I, I, I don't understand that's another podcast, but I don't understand <laughs> why an insurance company wouldn't cover a vaccine. Is there any intel any anything you, anything you can share with me that would would uh, explain that
1: you know betty i'm on I'm on the patient care side of the team here. I don't have a yeah. much much intel on the financial obstacles of pharmaceutical companies however, um I will say that if you don't receive the vaccine and you develop shingles, like we talked about earlier, the long-term side effects as well as the initial antiviral medications, at the end of the day, it's probably going to cost much more money. Uh,
0: yes. Yes. Shingles
1: and you don't receive the vaccine. So
0: I, yes, tough, I do not. Tough. It doesn't make sense. It's kind of like the COVID vaccine. It was free, readily available, you know, go get it. There was no cost. Same thing with the flu shot. I don't understand why the shingles vaccine is not free. Uh, Yet yeah. another another campaign that I'll have to take up. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So, Brianna, I I always enjoy talking to you. Is there anything, uh, even just about vaccines in general, from your perspective as a pharmacist um, that you would like to share with our audience?
1: So, I, I have to share from a pharmacist perspective. I did a few uh, rotations back in the day um at some retail locations and when they did offer shingles vaccines to patients they actually specifically requested that the patients you know give them a call you know maybe the day before the day of they were thinking about coming in to get the vaccine so -hmm. that way we could run your insurance kind of go through all the paperwork with you over the phone so that when you came in you just could you know be quick and easy and get your shot Okay. The other thing that you have to take into account is the shingles vaccine comes in a powder and it has to be basically reconstituted behind the counter, go into solution oh. prior oh. to you receiving the vaccine. So if you're if the pharmacist doesn't know that you're planning to come in, et cetera, it might be m- much longer of a wait. Oh, so I would recommend calling yeah. your pharmacy before you go just to give them a heads up and it'll just save both you and the pharmacist much more time.
0: Oh, that's a great yeah, that's a great tip. I did not know it was powder. Geez, it's mm-hmm. like chemi- it's like chemistry class. A little bit of this, a <laughs> little bit of that. Oh, we got a vaccine. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> kind of cool. It's kind of neat. Have you uh, have you given some in your uh career?
1: I have not given the shingles vaccine. Uh when I was doing my training, we we gave out more COVID shots. That was kind of a like you said before, people were prioritizing the COVID mm-hmm. vaccine. <laughs> right in my time in retail. So, okay. I was, you know, primarily giving out those, but I have reconstituted, like put this, put the shingles vaccine into solution for okay. a few okay. pharmacists. Yeah.
0: And then it, it, like you said, it just goes in the, the upper arm, just like the COVID one and the flu shot too.
1: Yeah. Nothing out of the ordinary, pretty much what you would anticipate a normal shot to be. That's okay. what you'll likely experience.
0: Well, I, listen, I, I promise I will get the shingles vaccine. I promise. I am going to, I think to your uh, suggestion, um, given what your mom went through is that to have maybe a day free after you get the, um, you said the second shot, right? The first shot's pretty mild.
1: Yeah, that was what her, you know, clinical course was. However, I'm sure it's, it can be different depending right. on the person
0: right yeah so just make sure you know that's what i was going to try to do it on friday in case uh i get tired or you know sore or sick or fever whatever on saturday and then i can recover on sunday so i will make the appropriate i promise i will get this (laughs) and thanks to not just the the commercials that i keep seeing now but also this podcast so thank you um thanks for your help and thanks for your suggestions and thanks for joining us
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And now that you're on the record getting it, I'm excited uh, to hear about how it goes.
0: I know. I'll have to have a follow up. So, all right, <laughs> Bree, thank you very much for joining us.
1: Thanks so much, bud.
0: Thank you for joining us this week. You can find the Lighting Your Way podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, YouTube, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you liked what you heard, Tell a friend and leave us a review. You can learn all about Guardian Nurses Healthcare Advocates on our website, guardiannurses.com. So until next time, find some joy in your life, pet all the good doggies and kitties, and remember to tell your people that you love them. Take care.